to Punchboard Paradise, coming to you from the heartland of America in Omaha, Nebraska, where we discuss the world of tabletop gaming, the topics that affect the board game community, and give honest and fair reviews to the industry's hottest game. In episode 45, the Punchboarders discuss some recent plays, draft our top route slash network building games, and then head over to our Punchboard previous plays to talk about Lowlands. Hey everybody, I'm Clef. Hey, I'm Chad. No, I'm Richie. Happy New Year! When people listen to this, <laughs> yes. it'll be that is the true. first. It'll be Happy yeah. New Year. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. So, Giving a little peek behind the curtain there as far oh, as we're well, recording shh, a little early. No, this is live. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> He's really amped. I mean, you heard that intro. I thought he was going to hit 30,000 RPMs, actually. Woo! That is true. I'm ready to go. I'm ready for a new year, this but we got to finish yeah. off the old year first. Well, yeah. Well, since we gave that little peek behind the curtain, let's talk yeah. about, since we still have this temporary segment going, how was your play of Agricola <laughs> this past weekend, Chad? Man, I even I don't have time for Agricola right now. I'm like, sh- I'm shopping, okay? I got to get all the present, last minute present shopping done, all right? And I got to, I got to clean the house a little bit we're getting a bed on saturday okay, <laughs> okay. that's my christmas present it's all right well a, it's a purple okay. mattress it's this is really nice chad. in the bag no <laughs> yeah. look i would say here's what i'm saying and chad just tune out here this is just a conversation between me and clef all right buddy at this point yes even if he forces steph to play this game against yeah. her will which it would apparently be, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know if it counts. I, I'm not sure it does either. I and think, I, I'm the one who stands to benefit from this. Yes, him forcing his wife to play a game yeah, she doesn't want to play. Because at this point, he really is going to have to say to her, "Honey, I've got to get this played, or else." No, I it lose counts. This. She wants to play the game. So, you, remember, you're not supposed to be listening. Yeah. <laughs> so, if anything, it's a push, or I may, I may even give you the win. You're, you're pretty regardless. much just saying you're giving me the win I, right now. Yeah, so, I'm which I pretty much knew why are you doing already? that? Because it's, it's probably there's no stakes on it. That's why if you turn up the stakes oh. on Richie, then then he'll he'll he won't give you the win. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying at this point, I think it's a push. I all right, all right, I'll give you the no, push. No, it's going to happen. Okay, she she and she wants to play it. It's just that she has no spare time right now. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, she will the, have yeah. no spare time all the on way on vacation. Two next weeks week, of vacation. Next week is Christmas. Yeah, and then and, and Christmas, and then uh, up until the new year, we both have almost two full weeks of vacation together. It will get played. All right. All right. All right. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see. But I still think, <laughs> yeah, I think I still got it in the bag, Richie. But anyway, <laughs> ridiculous. I still got two games left to finish my challenge i still need a play of panamax and i still need a play of hansa teutonica well i'll play panamax anytime and those are the only two i have left on my challenge i stopped I updating know. by challenge yeah yeah you did we were we were yeah i know you don't care so much about that challenge we were we were uh instant messaging the other night planning for this thing and richie's like oh Oh, I'm glad you're getting that because I already got it in my cart. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and it wasn't even close to the time that you might have a melatonin haze. So. No, no, no. I was wide awake for that. <laughs> but more to come on our challenges in the next episode because that will be the official time. And then we'll be starting some new challenges. So I don't know, Chad. Maybe you better leave stuff off the list this time. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> uh, so what, Chad, have you been playing here lately? Well, uh, one of the ones I wanted to talk about is we actually played Bus correctly this time, which is good. Yeah. And uh, really enjoyed it. It's, I mean, this is the capstone re-release of the classic from like 20 years, 20 years ago from Yoris Versinga and Yorun Duman. And splatter guys and crisscross, right? And yeah, and crisscross. <laughs> yep. Uh, you would never know. I think. I mean, th- this was kind of a, if I read it right, a school project for them, or they were kind of working with, working on it while they were in school at university or something like that. I could be wrong, but th- I thought that's what I read somewhere. But it's very interesting. This does not feel like a twenty-year-old game to me. Oh, I thought you were talking about crisscross. I thought he was talking about crisscross. <laughs> I, was, I was like, that's really you, interesting. No, I thought you were going to give me the. Crisscross. But when he said at university, I was like, they're like ten when they wrote that song. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're like Doogie okay. Howser's. <laughs> talking about Yoris and your rune. Okay, oh, I'm, I'm back right. with okay. you now. We're back to the board game. Okay. Yes. Uh, Richie yeah, and I, I were was in always on world. the board what? game. <laughs> I was always on the board game. Anyway, so what's interesting about this game is. It's worker placement, right? And it's probably one of the earlier worker placement ones. But your workers are all that you have. You only have, I think, 20 of them. 
And then once you use one, it's gone from the game. So you have to use at least two every round. And what you're doing is you're building out a bus route so that you can get points by picking up passengers. Now, the points on the board are there. It goes up to 20. But man, I'm I'm waiting for the day that I see anything close to approaching that because Glad thought he was going to totally lose. And he ended up winning it with only seven points. So, yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) So it. But when you place out your workers each turn, there are a bunch of things you can do. You can build routes. You can get out another bus. The more buses you have, it lets you pick up more passengers. It also lets your route build. It lets everybody's route building be more, and it lets everybody's business building. So you you can put out buildings on the route to either home, work, or the bar because that's all anybody wants to go to. You can go to those spots and. And put out more buildings if you ha- if somebody has more buses there. Then you can also put out passengers on the board at certain spots. You can change the time dial. Now, this is a very interesting thing because there's a time dial. So that time dial is going to move. It'll move from home to work to the bar. And every round, it'll move one clockwise. However, you can go to a spot, that time dial, and stop time, which is a really funky deal. It's kind of fun. You can stop time, or you can choose not to stop time and just let it go, and that is where the passengers will want to go when that when that wheel either turns or doesn't. And then when it's time to drop off passengers, you look at the wheel and see where it's at, and you can drop them off at the last spot below. However, if somebody chooses to freeze time and the dial stays on that spot, let's say it stays on the work buildings, that's the only place the passengers want to go to and the only way the bus routes will run to. But they have to take a time stone, which is also a negative point. So sometimes people are going to go to that spot and just sit there so people don't block it off. They may let time go on. So it's kind of a cat and mouse game with that. It's very interesting. But also some of those spots resolve right, uh, resolve left to right, but you place your token on them right to left. So it's a very interesting deal how things resolve, how you plan things out, how bus routes get moved around. What we were playing last time wrong were were the passengers, because if they're already at a spot, then they just stand up on that spot when it's time for them to move rather than kind of being transported all over the place. So it, it was a very interesting game. It definitely takes plays to see how things shape out and, and really move. You kind of want to move passengers where you can get at them and your opponents cannot get at them, but you also don't want to drop them off near another building that they're going to want to get on easily from, from like, let's say, an intersection or a crosswalk, because then they'll just stand up there and you won't be able to transport them. So it's 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 a lot to kind of see and the rules are fairly minimal there's just a few niggling things that aren't explained wonderfully well i'd say in the in the manual but it's kind of like a bus route fold out sheet it's it's great and then the production is really awesome by capstone uh it, it you know it's it's nice to have a splatter game with really high production values or somewhat high production values so i really enjoyed display a bus and can't wait to get more to it how about you i really enjoy this game the first time we played it i was a little unsure one of the reasons we were a little funky on the the passenger rules but now that we you know get the game and understand it oh boy do i like i really like that you've got 20 actions and you can take them as fast as you want to or you can kind of start to go a little bit slower if you want to. Um, you, you know, I, that's a really neat mechanism. And I really used mine really quick in that game. And luckily, for some reason, Chad started using a bunch of his too there towards the end that didn't matter, which helped me out, which was really nice. You advice. suckered me. Yeah. yeah. So you I, yeah I kept going, it. yeah, come on, Chad, put another one out, put another one out. <laughs> um, but it was, yeah, interesting. I like the fact that every spot, action spot, seems very important. Like it's like, oh, I really want to build my route. Oh, I really want to develop my buses, you know, so I can deliver more passengers. Oh, I really want to put up buildings so I can put the buildings where I want to them in my route. Oh, I really need to get more passengers going because I'm running out of passengers because they are staying where, you know, spots and I want to get more. Oh, but boy, I really want to be starting player next round. You know, oh, I, I don't want somebody to freeze time on me. So all the spots seem so, so important and which 
to me, is what I love about a good, solid game like that. Really cool. The networking is really neat, trying to get those things around. Um, yeah, this is a top-notch game for me. I mean, this this is another capstone just knocking it out of the park. And once you know what the rules are, you could teach this to a relatively new gamer, too. Like, I, I'm considering taking it with me over the holidays because the rules aren't the rules really aren't that complicated. They're not think. complicated, but it's like a knife fight. Basically, it is a mean game. Yeah, my bro- my brother in law would play it with me. Okay, okay, okay gotcha. Yeah, so. yeah. And, I mean, and as far as the rules, I mean, some of them were a little bit like, uh, wasn't we weren't quite a hundred percent sure. But I'll tell you this much: the rule book is like two pages or something, you right. know, which mm-hmm. is nice. I mean, it's not like you're having to read a fifty-page manual. And the thing is, once you know the rule, you know the rule. So it's like you can teach it to anybody else and and be like, this is this is. Oh, how it you is. know, you can teach it to. You should teach it to Gabby. She would love oh, it. Yeah, Gabby yes, loved Gabby that would game. love this game. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, her, one of her favorite games is Food Chain Magnate. So. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Gabby, you make no sense to me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So why don't we talk about what you've been playing? Because I know I gave you my copy and it's already been used, which is great. Uh, well, yeah, which was very sweet of you to give me your old copy of Age of Steam, which is fastly rising to one of my favorite games i mean i yes every time i play this game now i just i love it i love the whew, talk about being mean i mean this game is just can be brutally mean and i'm loving it josh came over the other day and i had a little i had a nice little i don't know four hours off of work so i was like hey josh let's play some games and he came over and i said you know we got some choices here we could play a Gizia two-player, we could play, I don't remember what else, but I said, or we could try this Age of Steam map that's a two-player Age of Steam map. Josh was like, well, let's try Age of Steam. I'm like, cool, all right. So I start to read the rules. The rules, very small, not much to them. And they basically say, on the, I should, first of all, the map itself doesn't have any cities on it to start with. They're, they're just, they're like blank spots all over the board. And it tells you in the instructions, you're going to put cubes on all the empty hexes or ones with water on them. Okay, so that's a cube on every single one of those. And then it says, and after that, you're not going to do any more goods growth. You're not going to have any more production. So that's it. So the cubes that are out there are the only cubes you're going to have for the entire game. And then basically, you, like the first person, whoever starts, whoever's first person, basically is going to go to urbanization so that they can urbanize because otherwise you can't build any track because there's no cities to build track from. So the first person urbanizes and then obviously those, you know, both players will probably move out from that city. And then whenever you lay down a track, you'll put the cube on top of that track and then it's, you can deliver that cube. It doesn't even have to be a completed route. You can just deliver that cube back to a city obviously still has to be the right color or whatever. So, which is really tough because if you think about it, the cities that are available to build from their, you know, the regular game, there's only one blue, one red. You know, there's like the four black ones because there's no black cities to start with in the game. But that, so there's a lot of those. But in our game that Josh and I played, I think there was two black cubes out on the entire board. So it wasn't like that was even like a straight. So it was really strange on how you had to build those. And then there's water surrounding because it's the island of. Uh, Barbados or yep, something like the that. Barbados yeah. two-player map. I think it's yeah. uh, Ted Bezier actually. Yes, made that yes, map. it is. Yep. And but it's really weird because a lot of the cities are on the edge of the water. Well, those city tiles that you want to place, a lot of those you can't even place to like continue on with a route because one of the tracks would then go off into the water, which obviously you shouldn't. You know, you can't put a track into the water because that just wouldn't make any sense. Um, so you can't even do that. So it was super weird on that aspect too. So I'll say this about the game. I liked it. It was interesting, but it didn't really give me the full age of steam feeling that I would normally get. It almost kind of felt like at some point, Josh and I kind of went our own separate ways on two sides of the map. And then, the big part about, well, the auction to for first player is a little different. If whoever was first player last turn, the other player has an opportunity to be first if they want to by paying $5. If they pay $5, they get to be first. If they don't, then the other player has an opportunity to play $5 to be first player. And if they don't, then it goes to the other person for free. So, which okay. I think... I'm not even sure there was one single time that Josh and I played $5 to be first player. It It was pretty much like 
you know, he would pass, I would pass, it would go back to him. You know, I would pass, he would pass, it would come back to me. So that was kind of lacking. And then the the whole auction, you know, to then to then to do a an action was a little bit lackluster too, because it was really almost whoever's first went did urbanization. And then all the other moves were not all that great because at least how we were going, you know, I was going one way, he was going the other. It was like moving a goods cube. That nah, didn't matter. You'd still be able to do that. Build first. That nah, didn't really matter. Four track, you know, eh, might matter, but you know, might not. It was okay is what I would say about it. I feel like for me, I want that four five player age of steam where it's, you know, a dog fight and you're really working and boy, being first player can be so huge. And then you've, you know, certainly, you know, when to pass and when to, you know, bid even a dollar on first player, you know, just feels a lot more like a big, like the game that I love. So I don't know, I, a little bit, Eh, is what I would say about it. Was that Josh's first time playing Age of Steam? Uh, he said he had played some sort of space version of Age of Steam like three years ago. So pretty much yes. Yeah. But okay. Gotcha. I don't know. I don't know what the space version was, but so Chad, in the new version, because you got like thirty maps in you with that Kickstarter, a bunch, quite a bunch. Did they have any like specific two players that played differently than that, or is it I like are the rules it, different? I'd have I guess. To look, because I, I still haven't really sat down and looked at every single map but i believe that same map is included and and the solo map too that's on the other side which is like saint lucia or something like that but yeah the map system in this is is great and it, and it's i actually just ordered some more maps from albin albin viard because he created some and so one of them is a solo map for christmas and you're delivering presents for santa which is kind of a kind of an interesting gig as well <laughs> uh, i mean but but album vr's done some really cool funky stuff like a couple of years ago and you can't get it off the website because he he just prints as many for a, a, a year and then then they're gone but like he did one with the body where you're delivering stuff around the body the whole map is like this oh. this, <laughs> this vascular system it's really cool and another one on the moon i mean just cool stuff but yeah, I mean, that's the cool thing about this game is that people love it so much that they have created all this variance based on the system. So right. if you didn't like what you played, you know, then there's there's more stuff sure. out there. And that, there might be another two player map yeah. that maybe yeah. I would like better. Right. So and I like, just yeah, don't know them all. Based on the way you described it, I would rather play, you know, just the base four or five. Sure. Player. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if if I was in a pinch, would I play it again? Absolutely. I mean, no question about it. But I think for the most part, I mean, there's other things that I think I'd rather play two player and then play this at, you know, normal, you know, four or five player would, would be my normal. Preference. Right. Yeah. So probably next time he'll probably when he has two players, he'll reach for Stevenson's rocket instead. It was, would be. My oh, my goodness. Absolutely. <laughs> Why would I not? <laughs> oh, Richie, save us. What, what have you been playing? <laughs> Why well, I also played in a Martin Wallace game oh. and I also played on a two player only map. All wow. right. Well, can you guess what what game that was from your one of your favorite designers? Yeah, <laughs> one of my favorite designers. Obviously, I'll give you a hint. That was it is a miniatures skirmish okay. card game. Well, the good news is I have the show notes written in front of me, so it's Wildland. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. <laughs> Cheating. Good for show notes. All right. Ooh, a little peek behind the counter. Sorry. I'm kidding. We don't have show notes. We wing this every single time. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of times we don't have show notes. But <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but like I said, it's a uh, Martin Wallace two to four player uh, miniatures skirmish game where, and it's, I would say it's, it's more of like a deck management game more than anything else. It's actually plays pretty quick. It's pretty fast. But the way that it works is that you will, at the very beginning of the game, and that's kind of you know where the strategy will start, you will pick where your your team will show up. And most teams have five players on it or five. Uh, there are these weird factions, but they'll have just five people. Like one of them is like this weird circus freak faction that has like, I don't know. It's it's odd. Killer circus people, basically. It's like and the it faction. A lot of them look like uh, children, though. Like it's oh, it, it's very creepy. strange. Yeah, it's very strange and creepy. Uh, but it's fun art, especially the the board is very nice. But basically, you'll have their own deck, and the decks are all different between every faction, uh, as far as like the different symbols that they have on there. Each card that you have will have a bunch of different symbols that will correspond to one of the people on your team. And on your turn, you you can take as many actions as you want. You're going to start the game with seven cards in your hand. Once you start stop and you pass you can only draw back up to three cards so you if you, i mean if you go all out and you just play all those actions when it comes back around to your next turn you're not going to be able to do as many actions because you're, you're only going to have like three cards in your hand the whole goal of the game is to score five points and you get 
points by either collecting crystals on the board, your crystals on the board, or killing someone else's people. You get a point for each of those things. Uh, so at the very beginning of the game, you get these little map cards because the board is laid out. Like it will have uh, the one that we played last night was a, a garden maze. So it's a big picture of a garden maze and a bunch of numbered spots. And we play them on the two-player map because it's a little tighter. There's only 26 spots throughout the whole thing. But the first thing you're going to do is pick out five cards for where you want your people to show up on the board. And the other five cards that you discard go to your opponent, and that's where their crystals are going to start out on the board. So there's a little strategy there as far as, you know, you may want to set one of their crystals next to where one of your people are going to be revealed so that you can try to kill them when they try to go get that crystal, different things like that. But then once you start playing the game, at the beginning of your turn, you always have to reveal at least one of your people and then put them out on the board. You can reveal as many as you want. So on the first turn, you really could just put out all five of your people. That that wouldn't really help you because you, you do want to kind of have them hidden so they can pop out and then maybe take out somebody that way. And, and then, like I said, on the cards themselves, you can attack, you can do melee attacks, you can do ranged attacks. I'm not going to get into how all that works, but you're trying to either kill the people or go and collect your, your crystals. Uh, the other thing that's interesting in this game is that they has an interrupt mechanism. So after every action you take, it's possible that someone will play an interrupt card and they start playing like it's their turn. Now, you can other people can interrupt them as well. So after you interrupt someone, you're guaranteed at least one action, but then someone else can play an interrupt card, and then they take over like they're going. But once again, you're, you're restricted to a max hand limit of seven cards. And on your turn, you're going to be you know going out fighting people, and when it's not your turn, you're going to be playing cards to defend. So to play an interrupt card just to interrupt, you, you need to be able to do something, and it's usually you'll only do that like if you can swoop in and win the game, if that makes sense. It's an interesting card game. It plays quick. Um, I really enjoyed the two-player map because we had played before on the larger four-player map, and you just kind of avoid each other. You don't really get into fights like or anything like that. Uh, but on this map, it keeps you really tight, in close, and then there's a bunch of different features on the map that change some of the rules. But if you... If, if you already know Wildlands, I would definitely recommend, especially if you play a lot of two-player games, the two-player map. If you haven't checked out Wildlands and you like Martin Wallace's style, because, I mean, you can definitely... If you've played his other games that aren't brass and his other kind of heavier Euros, uh, you, you get his feel or his, you know, his design style in this. And so if you like that, I would say definitely check it out. And that is Wildlands. Did Jessica like the game? Yeah, she she likes the game a lot already. But she really enjoyed the fact that we have those smaller maps because the map pack that we bought, it comes with two two player maps. And then if you flip those over and you put them together, they become one big four player map that you can use. I don't know, Chad, what do you think? I, I like this just because I mean, I'm not a, a miniatures guy, but if you give me cards, you know, that that makes it interesting. You know, yeah, the, it's all deck management. Yeah. You, you got to manage your cards. You can't just go out and waste them because then people are going to be able to attack you. And then also you want to hang on to those interrupt cards to where you can make a difference hmm. and actually try to steal the game from, away from someone else. I can't remember if I heard him, him talk about designing this game on a Dukes of Dice interview or something something along those lines, but it, it sounded interesting just because he wanted to kind of put his stamp on a miniatures game, low rules overhead, but plenty of good decisions. So I, I'd definitely be interested in, in trying it out. So yeah, He did a good job, and it plays fast. I mean, the just the two-player game, I mean, it's only about 30 minutes. Cool. And four-player game, about 45 minutes to an hour. So would I like this? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Strict, strictly because it has miniatures, I think. <laughs> I'm not anti-miniatures. <laughs> um, if the no. gameplay is good, I would like it. Doesn't yeah, matter. I mean, you so. might with your, your family, like your boys. Yeah. Maybe yeah, I could see you playing player. it with Mason. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe one of these days I'll, I'll get it from you. Okay. Well... Let's draft, guys. Yeah, we got let's, a good one. I'm excited. This about is this a one. really, really good draft. Yep. Richie, what is the draft this time? So we're going to be drafting. Route building and network building games. Ooh, you know what that means? Somebody <laughs> yes, gets to we, take. I think we know the first two games that will be drafted. <laughs> <Yes>. in this. <laughs> oh, but we are drafting five since we're doing what? a little bit shorter episode. Okay. We're going to give you a little extra. There oh. you go. So we're going to be drafting five games this time, and we do a serpentine draft here on Punchboard Paradise, which just means if you draft last in the first round, you're going to draft first in the second round, and we're going to roll off. 
see off. who sets the draft order. I just wanted to be known since this is five. I'm, I might have to be pulling out that game with the wooden bowl here. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, wait, I have a six-sided die. Where, where's my ten-sided die? Uh, do you not have one? No. Oh, too bad for you. <laughs> I guess you're rolling a six-sider. <laughs> All right, go. Five. five. Eight. God dang it. How does Chad mm. win these every single time? Are you mm-hmm. looking at it? Can you see it? Is it? No, I can't see it. Actually. Uh, yeah. Look, I haven't touched it. Whatever. He I put his know. hand down. Then he yeah, yeah. Up and said, I haven't touched it. <laughs> Get out of here. <sighs> you know right. what? I believe you, Chad, and that's why you should pick me to go second. Uh, <laughs> all right. Richie's second. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I didn't believe you at all. So. <laughs> all right. I'm first. Richie's second. Oh, Left, boy. You can have the I am in trouble. But I'm going to be pulling out the wooden <laughs> Oh, yeah. Bowls. This is going to be exciting because your list is a little yeah, yeah. Uh, short over you there. Just, yeah, I just got two of the, the my list gone. <laughs> Well, All right. So maybe Chad won't take it because he doesn't really like it. All right. Well, so. I'm taking. <laughs> I'm going to take Age of Steam because I'm just on an Age of Steam kick. I, I just really like it. Uh, I like all the variants in these maps. We already talked about it this episode. I can't wait to try out the Pittsburgh map. I don't know if we talked about it on this episode, but Richie, you would you would dig it. The Pittsburgh map. It's like because there are the three rivers in Pittsburgh, you can only place curvy track, I think for $3 maybe. It's pretty cheap, curvy track. Okay. But if you ever want to place a straightaway, it's 10 flipping dollars. Ooh. So that's that's kind of a, a little bit of a fun spaghetti route building. But yeah, I mean, this this is all about planning out your route and looking at where you can deliver cubes two turns from now and really kind of cutting it with those razor-thin margins with the money and how much that costs and getting around the obstacles if you're in Switzerland and all those sorts of things. So Age of Steam by Martin Wallace and the most recently Eagle Griffin Games is going to be my number one pick. Solid pick. Uh, yeah, that's above average pick there, Chad. Good, good job. <laughs> all right, so I will take the next obvious pick, and I will be taking Brass. Railways it upon. Good pick, Richie. Brass, <laughs> Birmingham, <sighs> and uh, the like we talked last episode, up to number five on the BGG Top 100. I mean, obviously, my uh, my favorite Martin Wallace game, it's climbing. Were we going to redo our, or go over our top tens again? Just a little uh, yeah, business. Yeah, we probably podcast will business. at some point. I, I don't know when that'll happen, but we probably will at some point. It's climbing. It's climbing. It is climbing. Uh, Yeah. It, it'll i'm i'm looking forward to doing our new top tens cause yeah i think there's be gonna be some some shake up and some some moving yeah we'll so, see yeah we i mean we talk about it all the time so i won't belabor my pick but brass birmingham am i allowed to still nah, take- uh, basically i'm taking both brasses you could take another martin wallace game that involves trains in cthulhu if you wanted to sure yeah, that since I've never played it, that, <laughs> that'll be my fifth pick. <laughs> you know what? I actually, I, if that if that game we're talking about, and I'll just say it because I don't think anybody's going to take it, but we're talking about Australia. And if that game weren't semi cooperative, I'd be on that in a second. Like I really liked the route building in that game a lot, but I just don't like that you could end up nobody at the game at the board game winning and Cthulhu winning. It just it was irritating, uh, but. There's so much other. There's so many other things in that game that that are really cool, and the route building is a large part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Clef, your pick, please. Your two Ooh. picks here coming around the bend. Okay, I'm gonna go with uh, Age of Steam from Martin. Nope. Oh, I'm gonna go with Brass nope. from. Oh, man, uh, come on now. Uh, actually, I still got some really good picks here. All right, I got well, some good right. on us. Let's hear it. Um, well, the first one, you know. I'll get to some different games here, but I'm going to pound this game until everybody loves this game because this is one of my favorites right now, and that is Wildcatters. Wildcatters is going to be my first pick. I just cannot tell people how amazing of a game this is. It's got some great network building where it really is important for you to build your network, even if it's not in an area that you are building in, because if people need to use your network, they have to pay you their shares, which in this game is huge because the one of the things that is the best feeling in the world is when you get somebody who can't pay their shares and they've got to take a loan. Oh, it's so joyful. Well, I mean, for everybody but the person who has to take the loan. So 
Wildcatters, an amazing game, great network building. And if you have not tried this, definitely give it a shot. And uh, yeah, Wildcatters is my number one. Nice. That's a good choice. I there you go. assume since I haven't really played the whole thing, but oh, yeah. you guys ATB. really haven't either. I know. Yeah. Okay. We, no, I mean, we, there's the three of us. So you so, always want to play this game at four players. We don't yeah. have a fourth very often. So well, we got to get it played. I bet you Ben Coberly will step up to the plate. I bet you he will. <laughs> and say he'd be willing to play that. <laughs> I don't know. I might get that played a couple of times during ATB Con. All right. So for my second pick, I am going to take. Now, this is a game that I only had a chance to play once, but I really liked it. And it's a splatter game. So it's not like a game that, you know, you have. I don't have access to it right now. Uh, it's a game. Uh, our friend Sean taught it to us at uh, Geekway of the West. And I really thought this game was really cool. And that is The Great Zimbabwe. Oh, I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Oh. All right. Ooh, it took me a second to figure out which the second. Oh, I'm glad I took that one. But no, this game um, definitely has, I mean, route building is its main mechanism of how you are creating victory points for yourself in this game. Now, it has a whole bunch of other cool things of these powers that you can take and uh, you know, just all the other cool things that are going on it. But really, when it comes right down to it, it's a network building game. And you're trying to be able to get your items to build these different uh, statues and victory points. I mean, I apologize. I'm maybe not talking about it quite as clearly as I would usually like to about a game because I've only played it once. But it is a game I really, really enjoyed. And I really am looking forward to one day being able to get this back to the table again. Well, first of all, you could choose a lot of splatter games because they're big on network building. But this, sure. I think, and I haven't played it that much either, but I think this might be my favorite splatter. It is so good and it plays quick because it's a race. But like he said, you're you're basically a civilization in ancient Africa and you're building monuments. That's a big part of the points. And then you can get gods just like uh, in antiquity and some of those other games you get to choose your victory conditions but when you take those gods then they usually they give you what they call a blessing but then it raises your victory point threshold to win so with everybody racing to a certain victory point threshold i mean you know everybody is trying to get a benefit there's one god that doesn't do anything but lower your victory point threshold two points but then other ones will let you you know increase your network size i think or or you know but then they add three victory points that you have to get to win so it's it's awesome, but it is logistical using networks for resources. You know, you, you're basically trying to you can use other people's networks and, and piggyback off them and leech their resources. It's I mean, I, I love it. And I haven't I have roads and boats and haven't played it. So, I mean, I, I would like to get that to the table, too. But this right now is, is my favorite. It's a great pick. And I'm so mad at you right now. <laughs> <laughs> have you checked down a copy of this at all? Because I, yeah, I thought you were looking for like it. Right? It's super, super it's expensive. Ridiculous. Right? So. I and want it so bad, I, though. I don't hear what the problem is here, Chad. Why <laughs> so, hey, listeners, if you are done with your copy of Great Zimbabwe, shoot us uh, shoot us an email maybe, at Punchboard Paradise because I'm looking for a copy. Yeah, maybe Sean would let us borrow his. Maybe yeah, he can right, send I'm that sure to us. Yeah. You know, we'll play it a few times. We'll send it back, Sean. We promise. <laughs> yeah, good pick. All right, Richie, back to you. All right, my my first two picks are not going to be exciting because my second one we already talked about this episode right off the top, and that is Bus. I really, wow. really enjoyed our player bus, and I actually think that that because, like you said, that every action seems like it it matters. But it, I mean, the route you got to get your route out there to get the people to get them to where they need to go. So I would say that that's probably the most important. And even though you're not, I mean, your seven is the most I've seen scored, even right, even with our. Our one game, which probably we should have scored more off of, since we were delivering since the passes we doing the wrong way, yeah. wrong way, but we still only scored seven points at a high. Uh, but yeah, uh, like we said earlier, if you have not checked this out yet, now is the time that it's been brought back. Uh, so, bust for me. Okay, good picks. All right, well, I'm going to go to. I, I better snatch stuff up. There were things that I thought you guys might not take, so I I better snatch some of these these things up. So yeah, the next one I'm taking is another capstone game, recent. Pipeline. We talked about this when we when we did the Kickstarter video. We talked about why 
we enjoyed this game. And I was sort of befuddled that I liked tile laying in this game because I don't often, I mean, I, I enjoy a game that has tile laying in it sometimes, but not specifically for the tile laying. And in this game, it's a joy because the tile laying is making a network of pipes and you're trying to see how long you can string some of those pipelines together to really get your refinery up and going and uh, really make that engine sing. And it's really a fun puzzle in this, you know, especially with Ian O'Toole's art, just to see how it all, this mess of spaghetti pipes all fits together. And you're so proud of yourself when you've got a machine hooked up to a 12 or 16 link pipeline. It's it's great. So the network is really part of the, the joy as well as the tight economy in this game. So that's Pipeline, my second pick. Good pick. Well, you guys are going to be shocked, I think, at this next pick. Uh, it was a surprise to me when I looked over these things, and I played a game of it recently, and I, I changed my mind. It's almost like a 180 for me. But my next pick, when we talk about networks, is going to be an old standby. It's going to be Power Grid. Ooh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I am really excited to play more Power Grid now. I got the stock market expansion where you are buying stock in other people's electric companies and and selling it off and stuff like that. So the stock shenanigans added in is is fun, you know, and it, it's it's a really enjoyable aspect to it. And I used to for for listeners who don't know. I used to not like this game at all, but that was because when I played early on, I watched, I played with a bunch of really great mental mathematicians who could do that last turn in their head when figuring out how much they wanted to pay for the auction and how many plants they were going to be able to power. And I, I felt like I slowed the game down because my mental math was not as quick as theirs. But I've since gotten better at it a little bit and honestly don't care as much. And I still really enjoy the game. So this is one where a network is really important and learning how to power up that network and where people can cut you off and make you pay extra money for certain power plants is a really a fun puzzle. So Power Grid is my third pick. Gotcha. It's been a long time since I've played and we all know my favorite freedom and freeze game anyways. Cat Felix. Yeah. Felix, the black cat in the hat. Is that <laughs> Close right? Close enough. Good. All right. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Although I did want to try out the card game version of this. I have heard uh, people speak highly of that as well. Yeah, I've heard that people liked it. All right, so for my third pick, I'm going to go with Kahuna, which is a two-player, and this is going to fall into the kind of the network uh, portion of this. And this is where you are, it's a two-player only game, and this is where you are building a, a kind of a chain of islands. You're trying to get the majority in a chain of islands. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the definition of going and just kicking over someone's sandcastle because the way that it works is when you take over the majority of an island, you blow up all of the bridges of the other player. And then that can cause a chain reaction that they may lose, a, you know, two or three islands in one shot just from you placing one of your bridges. Uh, but, yeah, overall, it's a great two-player game, especially if you are playing with someone that does not mind, you know, that kind of knife fight in a phone booth feeling. That's this game to a T. So check it out if you haven't checked it out. Kahuna is my third pick. All right, good pick. I was I was looking at that one. Well, I've never played it. Really so interested? Yeah, oh, it's yeah. Like Cosmos two player line of games. It's a it's huh. a pretty classic one. The I think the iOS implementation implementation yeah, is the app not, is really good. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So back to me for usually this would be it. I'd pick these two and I'd be done. But I still got to. You got to keep going. <laughs> I got to keep worrying here. So for my third pick, I'm going to pick a game that I've really I don't think I've ever picked for a draft before. And this is one that I just recently acquired, I don't know, maybe six months ago. And it's an older game, and it's called Miramis. And it doesn't necessarily have a ton of route building or network building, but the aspect it does, it does have a very important part of that network building. Uh, the game basically, you're, it's kind of a worker placement or action selection mechanism, I guess is what I'd call it, where you choose whether you're going to be sending your, you know, your ants out to do this thing or whether they're, you know, just you have multiple different uh, things that you do with your ants. But one of the things is you are going out to this garden and you're trying to go around and either capture different resources that you then get to kind of use through for different things through the game, or you're trying to find these different types of bugs that you're trying to eat for victory points. And 
you only have like when you first come out of your little hole, you've only got like maybe two or three steps that you can take, but you can start to, as you move along, then you you can move further out and you can also drop out new holes that you can come out of so that you can get further away so that maybe you can go out and so you can be further away so you can, uh, you know, get, uh, you know, to different things that maybe then your opponent can't get to type of thing. So, yeah, so it's, it's, it's really a, an interesting game. I don't know. Have I showed you that guys yet? Have I played that one with you? Yeah, I played yeah. it with you. Okay. You it. So, yeah. 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 It's, it's very interesting. Um, I mean, it's an older game. I don't even know. That had to be a nineties game. I would guess. I think it's been out for a while. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's in print anymore, right? Uh, no, no. Be out I, mean, of print. I had to yeah. find this. Yeah. I had to find it on the second. Tough rule mark, book. So. <laughs> if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think you're right. It definitely took me a little bit to kind of figure it out. But I mean, once you got to figure it out, the rules yeah, are no, it's very simple. simple. I mean, like I said, it's it's a fun little action selection game where you're like, oh, I don't, you know, what's he going to do? And one of the things I like the best is when you get to some of the in-game conditions that score you the most victory points. If you get there first, you you get those points, but you lose one of your workers out there. And those are hard to come by. Yes. But if you go there later, you are then giving the person who's their first victory points again, not as many, but you know, they get more victory points. So it's one of those things of, well, do I sacrifice my worker early or do I wait? And then, but I'm going to give my opponent more points uh, while I'm doing more actions. So yeah. yeah. And, and building that network out there of your pheromone tiles is super important because one, you can take over other people's pheromone tiles and push them, start cutting them off from areas yeah. which can really hurt yeah exactly all right so that's uh miramis and so now for my fourth pick well i'm i'm gonna take this game and i'm not quite <laughs> sure how much of a route builder this is but there is technically where you're trying to get your citizens back to their home base or to the home okay i'm, I'm taking santa maria no oh. <laughs> does that count I, I saw this on the list the it is not on my list I, I struggled with it and I said, wow, because, yeah, because obviously it's in BGG's, you know, route right. network building. So are a lot of And things, there though. is, I mean, there is, it's kind of network building where you're building your tiles on your board to have a network where you bring your dice down. It's kind of your network because, you know, you might be getting yourself a gym so then you can ship and you can use that gym and uh, getting a coin and uh, doing something. I mean, there's certainly aspects of network building in it um i joke around about the citizens getting back to their home i mean yes that is part of the game and there's some in-game conditions that it can matter of how your network is all yes and that that's I, i'm wondering if that's what got it underneath this category because the dice part almost feels more like dice placement like dice worker placement yeah but it's a little i mean i think it's a little bit different in the fact that slightly because you, yeah you can build out a network you know what yeah you can give it to me. I'm going to give it to you. Thank you. Really? And I'm going to get. Well, one, I, I love Santa one, Maria. Yeah, we so. both love this game. <laughs> and I, I'm just trying to find a reason to get this game on a, on a list. All right. Well, the people will judge you. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I I don't think I've won a draft like, and I can't even tell you how long. It so. does matter the because if you can set up the right sequence of actions, yeah. in your network. Yes. You just got to use the word network. In your network. <laughs> just keep using that over and over. You know, I remember a draft where you guys said to me, it doesn't matter how many times you say it, it's still not that kind of game. Well, that's because Lorenzo was not an engineer. Lorenzo is a worker placement game. <laughs> but anyways, I'm going with it. And boy, if you have not tried this game, it is an amazing dice drafting, tile laying, just an absolutely amazing game. I mean... If you're into theme, yeah, don't bother because the theme is is really not even there and you could make it whatever. But if you're some, into fun. Yeah, if you're into fun, if you're into dice drafting games. It's this crunchy. Game, it is crunchy. It is crunchy. This is one of those games that Richie and I have really almost just decided we just like to play it as a two-player game because, you know, we both know it really well so we can get it done pretty fast. But yeah, I've I've played a four player game at this one time. Are you, I think you were there, weren't you, for that four player yes. game? It, it drags, oh, especially if boy. people yeah. are new to it. Yeah, yeah, not one that you want to do that with. No. But yeah, it's a nice little two player game. It's it's a solid little game. So all right, so that's my number four pick, Santa Maria, Richie. For my fourth pick, I'm going to take a Canizia game. I've got two on my list here, and I think I'm going to go with the older one, and that is Through the Desert. Oh, not Stevenson's Rocket. No, no, I was leaving that for chat. I haven't played that one, so I, I couldn't take it anyways. Um, so through the desert, and this is where you are 
you have little camels and you're making a, a network of caravans and you're roping off different areas to score victory points. Uh, the other Kinesia game that I have on here is kind of like that is uh, Blue Lagoon, which came out last year. Uh, but with Through the Desert, it's a little more, it's a little heavier, but I mean, it's not a, it's not a heavy game, but it's a little heavier than Blue Lagoon, a little bigger footprint as well. Uh, but overall, uh, I would say between the two, if you're looking for something that's going to hang around a little bit longer through the desert would be the way to go. Uh, but solid game, uh, it, it can definitely be mean as well because you can cut people off from particular areas and kind of rope them in to where they really can't move and score points all that much. Uh, so if you have not checked that one out, it is a good one through the desert. That's good. That's a nice one. Uh, you have heard? Have you heard of Babylonia? Have you seen this one yet? Oh yeah, his his newest one. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it, mm-hmm. I've heard that it kind of pulls elements from the uh, Through the Desert and even Tigris and Euphrates. Oh, okay. And that, that sort of thing. Yeah. Together, I'm, I'm so. excited to try that then. Yeah, it's gotten some good reviews, so I'm I'm curious about it. Okay. Well, next up for me, these are my last two picks, I believe. So I'm going to go with a game that we've played once but i really enjoyed it it's actually up on our twitter feed and we need to get it back to the table it is a essentially a cube rails game just like irish gauge is and that's another one that, that i was considering but because we talk about irish gauge i wanted to, to bring this one to the fore again but paris connection or sncf which is a deceptively simple game you have basically all these i think there are six different colors of locomotives and they double as train line and stop so on your turn you get to either place some of those locomotives out and at first you you start with random uh number of locomotives which you get in your portfolio which is behind a screen so people can't see what you've got basically and you can place i think it's one to five from the pool of that company or you can trade one of your locomotives in for one or two of the ones in the that are remaining in the pool that are sitting out in front of you and connecting to the cities can add points to the company's value basically and the timer is just sort of when one of the companies connects all the way to Marseille or when one company with locomotives is the only company left in the pool. Our first play of it was kind of confusing because we thought, can it really be this simple? But by the end of the game, we understood what you're supposed to be doing. You want to be left with the most stock in a company, but have that company also built out to great routes on the board. So SNCF is a really fun, I guess it's mostly by Queen Games, it's Paris Connection now, but it's a really fun filler game. And actually Edward from Heavy Cardboard turned us onto it because it was sitting on our shelf and we said, what should we play next? And he tweeted out, well, play that sucker. So I was glad we did. And we got to get to the table more because that's a good example of a network game and stock holding game. Nice. I, I have not had a chance to play that one yet. I almost bought it. Not too long ago, because it was like super cheap. It's so cheap. But if I haven't you, had a chance to play it. If you like, I, I Richie, I think this would be your kind of game because it moves quick. You know, it's kind of a race, and it is very simple actions, and it's just a, kind of a strategy of what do you want to do and playing the other players at the table, sort of thing, manipulating other players to do what you want them to do, and 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 stock you know holding stuff. So I think you'd really like it because there's low rules overhead and plenty are just plenty of decisions and it moves quick and you like irish gauge so yeah definitely yeah we only had that i've only had that one play i don't and i want to get it back to the table again because i agree i mean it's almost it seems so simple that everybody was just like wow this is but you could really see the underlying you know way of ooh, uh, you know because there was a couple times there where i started realizing okay i see what everybody else is doing but if i go this way this is going to get me an advantage of what because I can't, it's been a while, but I can't remember everybody else was doing or just laying track or something. And I started just slowly trading in trains and trading in trains. Yep. Yeah. And I, and at the end, I mean, I think I won that game like hands down or whatever. You yeah. Did, because yeah. you slowed down. Because I figured was like, out, let's build out this route. And yeah. you were kind of like, oh, no, I can see which line is See bail- what was is, going on. So now. I think next time, you know, if I'm playing with some players that kind of know not to just kind of, you know, go crazy on the tracks, it'd be very interesting to then see where, where that game could go. I, I, yeah, I want to get to that back to the table again. So, and that plays six. Yeah, That's, plays six handily. I yeah, because you're mm-hmm. it's quick turns. You're you're just yeah. grabbing that or you're putting it out, and you, and yeah. and again, it's it's nice because it's one of those. It's a stock holding game, and the actions are so simple. But you're playing each other. You know, yeah. you're really yeah. playing each other across. Good the pick. Table. Good pick. Thanks. Okay, my last pick. There are a bunch of things that I could do here. I 
I, again, I mentioned Splatter, you know, there's a ton of good network games by Splatter, and I feel like, you know, maybe ch- maybe picking Food Chain, but then there there are other ones that I like as far as network. I, I'm going to write what I think it's going to be down. Oh, yeah? Before you say it. Yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, there, there was actually a light game that I really like to play with my family that I consider a network building game too, but I, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to hold off on that one as well. I feel like my list is probably not complete unless I pick one of these kind of games. And so I'm going to go with, well, do you know? What, what did you write down? You say it and okay. I'll show it to you. All right. 1846. Oh, no, I was wrong. <laughs> I wrote down Stevenson's Rocket. Oh, yeah. I, I really like Stevenson's Rocket, but I want to play it with someone else who enjoys the game, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I love games where it's just like, let's see how bad we can screw Clef. That was amazing. <laughs> it's a good. And the more I keep thinking about it, I'm, I'm you know, I'm like, OK, now I now I want to get back to the table because now I know what I did wrong. And I kind of want to get back to the table with Josh so I can screw him. Over. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, so. 1846 i i would pick something in the 18xx genre now the only there i've only played two and i haven't played a lot either so i 1830 i really 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 enjoy but that's the that's more of a stock shenanigans 1846 is sort of a run your company well sort of like we talk about with city of the big shoulders run your company well and really really set up good routes so that you can make a lot of money on those routes and 1846 is a good example of this because you are doing the east to west thing and once you hit chicago you can get a lot of money at the near the end of the game those routes are worth a a lot and you're getting the bonus for the sort of golden spike it's you know the race for the midwest sort of thing this is a good example of building good routes i feel like and i i i like it for that reason yeah uh, 1846 is my 18xx network of choice and yeah again we're i'm getting a bunch in so hopefully we'll get some more plays of those yeah and i would say at least out of the two that we've played, 1846 and 1830, I would say 1846, the routes are more important than in 1830. Now, that is really coming from a very inexperienced player. So somebody who's big in 1830 would be yelling at me right now. But at least my initial feelings would be the case on that. Absolutely. And the other thing about this is that's different on most 18xx is the 1846 has no dot cities. In other words, no, none of those tiny town things that there are in, for example, 1830. It's all big cities because it's it's a little bit easier to suss out what's going on with your routes, and then also uh, it's less it's less kind of confusing from a route standpoint than 1830, for example. So yeah, all right, Good nice. Time. All right, so for my last pick, and this uh, was a winsome game. It got reprinted by Rio Grande, and I know I've played it a couple of times with Clef. I don't I don't think I've been able to play it with Chad. And that is Northern Pacific. Oh, that was going to be my last pick. <laughs> nice. Was it really? That was going to be my last pick. <laughs> well, I really good. think that's a cool game. I didn't think anybody would even come close to picking I, that. I one. like Northern Pacific quite a bit. That's oh, why that's I own good. it. That's right. See, that's <laughs> what makes me think you would like some of the other games we talked about. So yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it sounds kind of like Paris Connection because on this, it you you have a kind of a branching route going from the east to the west coast of the United States, and on your turn, you're either going to place a train to keep the route going, or you're going to place an investment cube. And when you place that investment cube, you, you want to make sure you're placing it where the train's going to go through. Because if the train goes by it, now that's negative points because you made a bad investment. Uh, but if the train hits that city, then it's going to be positive. So you you start playing the people at the table and you know let someone else who, who's also invested in that city place the train instead of you so that you can place out another cube. And you're trying to direct and hit your city. So uh, Northern Pacific, I'm glad I snatched that out. But, you know, there is a game with a wooden bowl, uh, Clef, that... Uh, that would also qualify. Yeah, it would. I'm only going to let him pick it, it if he can actually name the name. <laughs> sure. I, I, I it would be name funny the name last time. I just couldn't remember how the game played. He, <laughs> he, pull, he pulled out. It, it would be funny if he actually picked this for the same one that he pulled out in a row. You know, in a row. That's true. <laughs> okay, give me just a minute. I'm, I'm looking at my shelves. <laughs> okay, so for my last pick... You know, I'm trying to pick some different games here. Maybe some games that maybe a lot of people haven't heard of or, or thought about. So for my last one, this is going to be a little bit different because you're not really building a route on the board, but you're building a route kind of in your hand. And the game that I'm going to say here... <laughs> he keeps saying route is, a lot. Yeah. Well, I'm trying. The network that you built. Ten days in Pick a Country. USA, Africa, Europe. Have you guys played this before? 
I haven't, so I, can't I haven't. I've it. seen it. I've seen it compared okay. to Ticket to Ride. So I mean, that's it's light. That's still tech. No, I'm just saying that yeah. that yep. you know, if it's compared to that, I would think that yeah, the route building is a thing in it. Basically, what you do is you have you'll start off and you'll have ten cards or tiles or you know, I think the the games I've had have had tiles, but they could be cards, and they're in, and you might have you know a a cunt. You'd have a uh, a country or state, or whatever the game, you know, happens to be. And then you'll also have some tiles that have airplanes on them, that have different colors, I should say. And each one of these countries will have different colors. It'd be the blue, the red, the yellow. And then there's different colored planes, and then there's cars. And what you're trying to do is you are trying to make a 10-day trip, or, you know, you're putting your cards in a route that you'd be driving around, uh, I've, I've mostly played 10 days in Africa, so I keep saying country, but in the, obviously the United States, it'd be the states, or, you know, in the USA, it's states. But you're trying to, and the rules are, you can be right next to, like if I had, say, Kansas and Nebraska, I could have those right next to each other because I could just walk across from Kansas to Nebraska. But if I had a car in between them, that means I could drive past one state. So I could, say, go from Kansas to South Dakota type of thing. Or if I had an airplane, I could move from a yellow state, let's say Kansas was yellow, and I could take a yellow airplane to another yellow, let's say, North Carolina. So then my next one after North Carolina, then I'm trying to put it in an order of where I can get to. So, I mean, this is a little bit of, I mean, a little bit of a stretch here, but obviously that's what we're doing here. We're trying to bring some new games to the forefront. And this is one my kids I've always really liked this game and talk about, you know, obviously for me, at least the USA, I don't, I don't, I know where all the States are, so I don't need the, the geography, but like the one 10 days in Africa, I could probably name a lot of where the African countries are simply by playing this game, which I may not know otherwise. So, I mean, it's, it's got some good learning in there too. Uh, you know, so if you have kids and they're about ready to take a geography test, I mean, this is a great game to play this with. So you can, they can kind of get those ideas to make those routes. So, all right. So that's, you know, a little bit of a stretch, but I'm going to go with it. 10 days in pick a country. And I know the U.S. one just got reprinted yeah. either last year or this year. Yeah. I saw uh, Edward on Heavy Cardboard was doing his unboxing and he got that over in Essen. And boy, they really did some nice artwork. I mean, if you look at my copy over there, it's kind of drab and boring or whatever, but uh, this one's a, it looks really nice. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, Richie, I won't ask Clef, but did you have any other honorable mentions that you might <laughs> you might uh, have considered why, for this why list? Why would you not ask me? <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a couple. I had uh, Maharaja, the game of palace building in India. That's the It's getting reprinted from, I thought Pearl Games was going to do the reprint on no, they don't do Kickstarter. I have no clue who's going to do the reprint. Someone's doing the reprint. That's an older Cromer and Kiesling game uh, that that plays pretty well. And uh, I had Council of Four on here. That's absolutely a network. Game. Yeah, I, I don't love the game itself, but it right. definitely has a network. That's why I didn't pick it. Franchise was another one that I have on here, and then of course I had Mogul on the list as well. Okay, the Wooden Bowl. <laughs> Well, the one that I was thinking of that's light that I actually I actually kind of uh, enjoy playing with the family just because I think it's a really well designed game is Karuba. I think that's one of my oh is, yeah is that, I, I think guess it's that's... a Rudiger Dorn game. Yeah, it is. It, that might be. I mean, I love Goa, right? I'd I'd rather play Goa, but just as a game, I just feel like it's a really great design. You know, it's so simple to get up and get going with that with that game. It's really easy to teach, but there are plenty of fun decisions it moves quick you you can teach it to almost anybody and yeah. have a have a really good time with it i feel yeah like. so that that's a favorite and then clef i'm really surprised that you didn't pick barrage you know i saw that on there and for some reason i just didn't i didn't feel like there was a network that i'm it, it just i don't know that didn't one of my... feel like network building to me i mean i'm just that's one of my favorite things about that game because you have to connect to certain spots and cut off other people. And I think that's what's really, really fun in that game, especially when you are bouncing stuff around to different dams that you have, 
have a a place in and and things of that nature. So for me, that's one of the the best parts because that's where the meanness comes in is blocking off each other's routes and. I suppose, yeah, maybe I could have picked it, but yeah, I mean that's okay. That's, Next time when we do it, so in, in <laughs> five years when <laughs> yeah, we revisit this list. Right. <laughs> right. Ooh, boy. All right. Well, good, good lists, gentlemen. Clef, you want to recap for everybody, and then they can head on over to Guild Three Two Two Seven on Board Game Geek and give their votes for our their favorite route building games. All right. So Chad, with his first pick, took Age of Steam. Second pick was Pipeline. Then Power Grid, Paris Connection for his fourth pick, and finally to round it out, eighteen forty six. Good games, Chad. Good job. Thank you, Richie. Uh, Meanie took Brass, <laughs> then he took Bus, then he went Kahuna, fourth pick was Through the Desert, and he finished off with Northern Pacific. He took two of my five that I had on my list to pick. Well, I mean, Brass was... Yeah, I know. Yeah. Chad with an eight every time wins that roll off. <laughs> <laughs> then I went with The Great Zimbabwe. That killed me. I really couldn't believe you picked that. That's right. And then Wildcatters, Mirmies. Santa Maria, and then 10 days in Africa, USA, Europe, you know, pick a country. Yeah, you did, you so did pretty good there. So thank you. Yeah, yeah that's not bad. Uh, yeah. I actually think everybody's list is pretty good. Yeah, these yeah. are really, really, I mean, all these games are solid games. And anybody, you're looking for a good route building network game, any one of these would be a great pick. All right. Well, speaking of good games, our Watergate giveaway is still going on for the next few days here we'll we'll put the cutoff date because we didn't say we'll put the cutoff date at january 7th so if you didn't get on the horn and retweet or share uh, one of our social media posts with it with the episode this last episode then you are welcome to do so with this episode up until january 7th we'll be taking entries for that and then we'll Halt it and we'll draw before next episode and we'll announce the winner of that Watergate. Where's it going? Where's it going? What route is it taking? It's time to look back at our pre punchboard previous plays to Lowlands. You guys remember this one? Lowlands. Oh, I, I do remember I it. I do. <laughs> I try not to. No. <laughs> I saw my copy the other day when we were at Jake's house. And I think it had a post-it note on it, well, which well, I think meant Jake was ready to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. So there was you that, go. Was that his post-it note or was one of those? I was about to ask you, did you I, ever tell him? I don't think he ever, no, at least, well, you know, he puts post-it notes up on his board games. When he's going to sell them, yeah. Yeah. Well, or when he's thinking about getting rid of them. Well, at some point he was upstairs, so I went and put post-it notes like on. I put it on Millennium Blades. And, and, and before like, before Clef finishes saying this, this is all Clef's idea. Oh yeah, it Jake. was all me. I'll, I'll take the I'll take the complete that blame. Was mean. So I I don't I don't know if he ever noticed or was like, why are these post-it notes here? So so it's gonna. He's probably Jake. I do it because I love you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it was there was a post-it note on it before I started sticking the post notes on, or I don't know. But Clef put on a lot of post-it notes. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, well. So I hopefully mean, Jake figured that out that he didn't want to sell some of his favorite games of all time. <laughs> Did you write in your copy? Did you write? It has it has it ever been like marked up or anything? Or no, I mean we okay. played our our required plays for the review and then shoot, I put <laughs> it up and Jake Jake uh, bought it from me. I was thinking if he sells it and it moves on and stuff, it'd be like like Sisterhood of the Traveling Lowlands or something mm. like that. Which, <laughs> you know, go, yeah, everybody getting some inspiration. We from should Lowlands. start to do that every time we sell a board game. We should start to write in the cover. You know, like Clef was here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you guys remember what you gave it? Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I know I gave it a two. I gave it a two. I gave it a high two, but I'll tell you right now, it's moving to a low two. <laughs> so, well, I mean, I just haven't played it since then. No, I, I have no desire. I to have play. not played it. I have no desire. I I don't think I can move it down to a one because I was never miserable during the game. Right. It was no. just I agree. that that tension just wasn't there, and it was a deflated balloon. I wanted that whole mechanism of building the dike to be a, way more exciting than it, what it ended up being. Right. No, I agree with you. And as we discussed on our, you know, not to really rehash, but it just seemed like there just wasn't enough tension in the game. 
It would have been better if there was some sort of a central board where you were trying to fight over actions. It just was a very inflated balloon. That's that's a great way to put it, Chad. Just not nothing there. No player interaction that I felt like was was worthy of it. Well, let's check out what some of our listeners on the guild had to say about it. Dean Liggett from Board Game Buffet Podcast said that he played it a couple of years ago when it was supposed to be new hotness. I was uninspired to at best. That's his thought. Yep. Well, okay. That seems like about what ours is. Uh, we have uh, Tony Lawhorn. He said, played it once. That was enough. I'd rate it a two. No desire to play it again. Hmm. I, th- I feel a theme coming on. All right. Richie, wh- wh- what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan Hipschman said, Lowlands was an uninspired Euro on a pile of Euros. I rate it a two. The gameplay was fine, but nothing was particularly interesting or new. Can't disagree with any uh, of the comments and it looks like the punch bunch was pretty much in line with have, our thinking i have always said how smart the punch bunch is yeah they are smart smart people that's true yeah so yeah i, I you know and it's it truly is i think it's already a game that's been long forgotten yeah. you know and i i don't yeah i just see it kind of floating away with you know with games down the river that yep. you just most people never remember lowlands forum so yeah yeah exactly forum trade on them and lowlands they'll just kind of float <laughs> down right down that river seriously i haven't heard somebody talk about forum trade on them i can't even tell you how long yep. uh last week <laughs> actually so, uh sure <laughs> uh well guys we got stuff to do we got christmas coming up oh i mean we just had christmas Right. And, <laughs> and happy new year to everybody. We've got it once yeah, again. Happy new year. Happy new year. If you're listening to this on New Year's Day, I got nothing more. Never mind. Just go yeah. play a game of Agricola with your wife and enjoy well, that, the day. That, it'll be too late then. So that, no, yeah, that's true. Count, but, <laughs> hey, have a happy, safe, healthy, prosperous, fun, full of board games new year. I know I got to get going because I got to eat collard greens and black eyed peas. That's what happens in the new year. You got to do it. It's good stuff. I gotta go eat. All righty, collard greens and black. Are you eyes. eating collard greens and black eyes? No, my family. I mean, my family is. My parents always do that. Do See, yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, collard greens is money in the new year, and black eyed peas is luck. How about me and you just go eat a uh, burger at Pizza Pie Guy? Oh, I like that. All right, there we go. <laughs> we, we need to get a sponsorship. Man. All right, yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> All right, well, punch bunch. Happy New Year. Have a great one. All right, guys. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. Punchboard Paradise would like to thank our loyal listeners as well as the publishers and designers that have provided review copies. You can find us at punchboardparadise at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Punchboarders. We are on Instagram at Punchboard Paradise and Facebook at Punchboard Paradise. 